Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be going through all of the details from the quarterly financial results. We're going to be talking about how many subscribers they got and why they've been able to do that. We're also going to be talking about the international rollout plans and also the future of Disney Plus Premier Access. And also, our main topic really I want to talk about is um, Bob Chapek's talk about the bundle not being ideal. Plus, we're going to be sharing our thoughts on a number of this week's new releases, including Marvel's What If?, Star Wars The Bad Batch finale. James is going to be telling us his thoughts about Free Guy. Plus, I'm going to be talking a little bit about The Walking Dead. Plus, loads more. But before we go any further, if you haven't already done so, make sure you hit that subscribe button either on YouTube or on the audio platforms. You can also go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Favorite. Become a uh, you know, member of our subscription service of the um, email to do that. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. So that's that side of things. You can also support us through Patreon and also on YouTube channel members, which helps pay the bills, keeps all the lights on and everything running. And you can become a member from as little as $2 a month. You get early access to some content. You also get to take part in the weekly Q&A. And also, as I said, you get a little shout out. So if you're in the following tier in the $5 and above, so big hello to Robert J. Blue. We've also got Raphael. My VCR still works. Abina. Joshua, Adam, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. While over on the Patreons, we have a huge thank you goes to Sarah. And also to Andrew, Jacob, Caleb, Red Mars Man, Aero G, Andrew, Cody, Darren at the Juice, Lauren, and James. So thank you very much for all of your support. Really makes a massive difference, as I said, in making sure that you know we can pay the bills and keep this thing going. So, James, let's jump in. It's been a really it's been a really busy week with the quarterly results. Um um just a lot so what's kind of uh, jumped out at you from this past week with all the news because there was also the disney plus day which i forgot to mention at the top so let's start with that one well disney plus, uh, disney plus day is coming up right yes yes, yes. As, as, it, it has been a very busy week so i'm trying to remember yeah. where the various yes. announcements yes. but disney plus day although they call it disney plus day it's really more of a an investor call well, no. Well, it's 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 happening on November the twelfth, which is the one year or the two year anniversary of Disney Plus launching, and they said it's going to be a cross promotional event, um, which AKA means um, probably they're going to be promoting it at the theme parks, promoting it on all the social medias, YouTube channels, across every channel that they've got. They've also said there'll be some announcements and there's going to be lots of content arriving on that day, including the brand new Home Sweet Home Alone movie and uh, Jungle Cruise will be arriving on that same day because it is a Friday. And there's also going to be some other stuff. So they kind of put this out there. It is, it's, it's kind of sounding a little bit like an investor's day from last year. However, and, I have, and I've been saying this all week, please just remember the last live stream that they put on last couple of weeks ago, the streamer event where they showed us running water for four hours straight and then gave us a trailer for um, this Batista rolling around in a rolling in a, in a boat watching Loki on his tablet. Um, so from that point on, I very much kind of feel like everyone just needs to just dial it back a little bit, pull it back. Just don't, you know, if you were, I uh, honestly do not, I'm not expecting the investor day level that we had last year. Cause that was like a four hour, just like, Bing, bang, boom, bang, bing, bang, boom. Just, I mean, I've got to be honest, the Investor's Day event is actually a really bad name for it. I do think Disney Plus Day is actually better in order to get it out there. And also then they're not kind of jumping in on all the movie side of things as well. But I'm also very much aware of National Streaming Day that they did earlier this year, which was, you know, here's an announcement every half an hour for the rest of the day. Here's an announcement at this hour. It's a poster. <laughs> so it was just like, you know, I think I've been burned a couple of times this year already with this one. Yeah, but the difference there is, of course, that uh, National Streaming Day is just some, some kind of arbitrary day that, that got picked not by Disney. But yeah, I, honestly, I don't even know who picked when no. National So it's nice that they actually acknowledged it at all, even if it was, yes, yeah. here's a poster, here's a tweet about, uh, a show that you already know about with no additional details. Whereas Disney Plus Day is like theirs; it's their decision. Yeah. It's their their marketing, basically. Yeah. Uh, so yet, yeah, keep expectations tempered. You never really know what you're going to get, but it wouldn't surprise me if we got a decent number of trailers for stuff coming up for 2022. Uh, at the very least, maybe a timeline of some of the major star Wars and Marvel titles. Cause this year of course has been packed with Marvel and all mm. the announcements are still uh, stuff coming out this year. We're still learning about 
yeah. What If, even though that just started, and of course uh, the remaining shows in Shang Chi. But we don't know what's we know what's coming in 2022, but we don't have much information about it. And that's true for Star Wars as well. You know, they ended the Mandalorian season two with that big list of titles that they're working on, and we don't know anything about any of them except for titles. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I would say we're probably more likely they this. They did kind of talk about the idea that it's going to be a way of promoting Disney Plus and the streaming bundle in the US for that peak season. Because let's be honest, November and December and January, February are like peak Disney Plus period. That's when viewership is at its highest. They want to get you in, keep you in there, keep you locked in. So I think it's very much going to be a case of like, here's what's coming over the over the winter. Here's a few little things coming maybe down the line to kind of keep you excited. Um and D20, you know, D23 is a whole other year away. Um, so I think it could be good, but I'm just along the lines of, you know, I think that investor day last year was such a, just a, but also with that day, they were very much along the lines of making sure the shareholders and everyone was like, don't worry, guys, we've still got money coming in. We've still got plans coming in. You know, we need the shares and everyone to feel like, you know, Disney's still on top form. This year, I don't know if they necessarily have to pull, go quite as deep on that one. No, it's less um, look at all this cool stuff we got, but and more look at look at us continuing to go because twenty twenty one has been a huge year for Disney Plus, uh, particularly with the Marvel titles. But there've been other titles like Mighty Ducks and so on. So this really needs to be more of yes, we still have stuff coming in rather than hold on, the stuff is on the way, which it was last yeah. time. I mean, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we had some, you know, maybe like a She Hulk or a. Uh, Moonlight trailer or something because if you're gonna, that would seem like a, a great place to drop them because that I think that would keep most people. Ha I think that would be like the the core audience. You know, they're filming it. You know, there's been leaks this week. Um, you know, there's a kind of thing of, you know, and it's still not too far away. I know November the twelfth sounds a long way away, but it really isn't. Um, you know, we've you know it's only three over three months away from the next one and. Yeah, I, I, you know, if they're still filming Moon Knight now, you know, that would, that would maybe line up. Maybe even, I mean, there's kind of a big question mark right now on uh, Miss Marvel of when that's going to drop. So, I mean, we've already seen a little bit of that one. But, you know, things like that, you know, Disney have kind of got to get us ready for all the new bits and pieces coming up. You know, they've got the Beatles documentary coming just after, after that date. They've got the Hawkeye series dropping a couple of weeks after that one there so i'm just i kind of go on the lines of like let's just look at what we've got coming up it's probably more likely going to be that rather than the thing much further deeper down the line but i think it's a great idea i think it's a good thing to have it also having on a friday with some big new releases and they can it's just primarily about people getting getting people signed up for that holiday season i mean that's the, and the, the prime thing hopefully we get a few star stuff as well that day and um, kind of help boost it out but yeah, I'm not expecting anything like a big Hulu announcement. This is this feels like this is much more aimed at the general public than investors or anything. And that's and it's going to be a big promotion to kind of kick it off. Maybe like DC fandom, you know, that kind of thing where they are they are primarily aimed at um, Disney fans that day. Right, and that's why it's good that they renamed it or, or changed the name from Investors Day Call, which sounds like you know standing in front of a. Uh, a PowerPoint with graphs going up and down and numbers and things like this. Whereas Disney Plus Day sounds like we're going to get trailers, we're going to get announcements, we'll get updates. Um, and yeah, they definitely want uh, to make sure that subscriptions, not so much new subscriptions at this point, though obviously that's always yeah. the push, but uh, keeping those annual subscription holders in check. Because November is about when most yeah. of the annual subscriptions yeah. and that for renewal. It's funny because it's quite often like with the quarterly results, you know, a lot of us will be talking quite actively in the few days running up to it of our predictions and what we're expecting stuff. And yeah, a lot of people go, oh, again, they got dropped trailers. I think it's like, yeah, they don't drop trailers. They don't tend to announce shows. It's more the business back end of all the business side of things. And this definitely Disney Plus Day seems more, it is definitely aimed more at the casual audience. So I'm just, yeah, while I would love them to do some big announcements, you know, I'm like going, okay, everything on Disney Channel is going day and day and all this stuff. I don't know if that's the time they might do it. I mean, if they're going to do it, that's a good day to do it. But they've also got to. I actually feel like the investors they last year they announced too much at once. I think it was a little bit. Um, I mean, I know it was definitely a kind of look what we've got, 
it was like, well, you guys have. It, I mean, it took me four days of writing to get through. <laughs> it was. Just, I mean, I literally was. I just didn't stop. And it was like, along lines of, and they go, I've. It was like going, they've announced way too much here. You know, the, the average person is completely going to miss a load of this stuff because they're going to get. It's like here's one. Oh, here's another one. Here's another one. <laughs> so it was it was much more of a shotgun effect. I yeah. don't think they expected most people to follow most announcements because yeah. it was less. Um, you know, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Marvel, 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 Marvel. It was, okay, here's some stuff for Marvel fans. Here's some stuff for Star Wars fans. Here's for s- stuff for traditional Disney Channel fans uh, and things like that. And they really just needed to make sure there was something for everybody. Also, of course, last year they were coming off of the, you know, 2020, which was a really yeah. dry year for launches. And they needed to go, no, 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 we have a lot coming. Uh, yeah. So they don't need to do that this year. Uh, so hopefully they kind of stick to the bigger projects, but also you know get some of those smaller announcements, get those original series in there. Yeah, it's, I, I I definitely think it's a good thing moving forward, and I'm quite you know if they can have a day if you know if they can focus a bit because you have like you know obviously next year they've got the D23 Expo and they've announced that they're going to be doing a special preview thing at the Destination D event in Orlando in November, but it's sort of it's like yeah, but these are that's very much focused on the parks. And that's what's there. D23 is always a little bit different. But, you know, you've got Star Wars Celebration next year. Hopefully all these events will carry on um, as planned. But this year is a little bit dry. So it kind of makes sense for them. And also, just go digital. You know, put these put a, a show out. You know, we see it like with, like, E3 and stuff. Just put them out there. Make, make them nice and short and snappy. Because that was the only issue I did think with, like, how they did the Investors Day. I'd much rather this. Right, at 2 o'clock, we're going to do a 20-minute Marvel presentation. Oh, and at, at four o'clock, there's a Star Wars 15 minute present. You know, just keep it short, keep it sweet, so that it can rather than you know, if it goes on too long, you're going to lose your general audience. Um, and it, it depends on who they're going for. But if it's about, as you said, it's just signing up new people and keeping everyone engaged, they're going to want to keep it snappy. Although, to be fair, you do need those like smaller announcements or the the uh, um, less interesting announcements to let. People have like a break to go get some snacks <laughs> and stuff too. Or as I like, as I like to call it, the ESPN section of the Porsche. <laughs> like the, we're going to be talking about ESPN. I'm off. I'm just going to I, that, that sounds like a good segue into the next uh, topic of of bundles, which you yes. already, uh, mentioned briefly there. Yeah. Um. So during the uh, the quarterly investors call, Bob Chapek was asked a question about would it not be easier, basically, and, and less complex, if you just offered one service rather than um, offering Hulu, ESPN Plus. I mean, they're even launching Star Plus in a couple of weeks in Latin America, which is like Star and ESPN Plus all put together. Now, one of the interesting things with this one is they actually, um, I'm going to read this one out. So he, he replied saying, there may be also some certain constraints that we were that under there. We could at least, from a short-term standpoint, limit our ability to do what long-term we feel was ideal. That's the key point there. You know, in the long term, what they felt was ideal, but ID, but, but frankly, we don't know what ideal it is yet. I will say that we're extremely pleased in every market that we've launched with our direct-to-consumer services. We've exceeded our expectations in every market. So in terms of the way that we've approached the market so far, it's worked re- really, really well. Is, is there an opportunity for improvement by cons- um, considering something different going forward? Possibly, but we're going to continue to learn. And as we learn, I'm sure we'll refine our offerings in the marketplace as time goes on. And I thought this was very open of the fact of kind of looking at this going, look, yeah, we know it's not ideal. We probably wouldn't have, you know, like right now, would they have launched it? Set, would they have launched Hulu? I don't think they would have if they were going into the market right now. I think they would have just gone with the major system, but they, they had to go with Hulu. Um, I think right now we have got multiple tests going on. I think that, I think they're looking at Latin America going, right, if that's what we've got down in Latin America, will that work? If it works in Latin America, we can maybe do something with ESPN and Hulu when we get full control over Hulu. Let's look at what's happening in India, where we've got everything all in one go, and that's doing extremely well. I mean, that's literally 40% of the Disney Plus subs is now from India, where they have sports integrated in with everything. Then in Europe, we and in Australia and Canada, we've got Star, where we've got the... So if you actually look right now, they are doing multiple tests to work out where, where they can make the most amount of money, what people will do, and what's going to work. They keep saying about the fact that Star helps with the churn. You know, they found that 
a lot less people are unsubscribing now that they added stuff and more people are watching um they did he did go on and say less people less people with the bundle are un like subscribing because they're getting what they want um again i think they're definitely finding for adults that there's not enough on disney plus to keep most adults engaged other than marvel and star wars i mean let's just you know call it for what it is there isn't there just is not enough on there to keep them most adults going for kids it's great but for adults it's not so the bundle isn't ideal and but until disney get full control over comcast uh, sorry over hulu which comcast own 33 percent which is um, i think in 2024 they can act, either company can activate to buy the other company out for example that's actually just happened with the nhl they had the same thing in place with disney streaming services which runs espn plus disney plus and hulu um they had to pay them like 350 million dollars to buy that 10 percent stake out the major league baseball has also got a similar contract due i think in 2027 so there's a kind of you know these companies make these deals that at a certain point one of them can trigger it to buy each other out and I get, I think, you know, looking at like Disney right now, if they want to go fully on on this stream stuff, they got to get these contracts out the way. They don't want to be paying excessively. But all this, you know, talk about acquiring this and acquiring this, like they're actually owe quite a lot out to all these companies that, they, that they've that they kind of already made agreements with. Um, so I definitely feel they've got to sort that out. But I, I do think that the Hulu situation is going to change drastically when Comcast pull their content off of Hulu and live live hulu barely got any new subscribers in the last three months and hulu is really struggling to grow more than you know i think they, they they're literally losing subscribers um they're just not able to pull any more in now i mean they're lining up lots of new shows and lots of movies but hulu is you know it is the steps sister right now it's just not getting the same love well that and the market is a lot different than it was even even a year ago because you've got things like hbo max and peacock kind of starting to come into their own and Hulu's competing with that uh, that new market share. So the fact that they're not gaining isn't too much of a surprise. Obviously, you know, capitalists, you you want to always show increase no matter what. Like, yeah, you could have seven billion subscribers, and people will complain that you don't have eight billion, right? Yeah. Uh, but the fact that they're not churning is also kind of yeah. good. But it does feel like Hulu's on life support rather than really being its own generator uh i don't know we, we will have to yeah. wait and see what happens with the sale with comcast with them getting the 100 percent. will they even keep hulu will it become disney plus uh and star like it is or, or different branding whatever they yeah they go with it's gonna be difficult because you know they got multiple options where they could introduce adverts and merge them all in you know that's a great opportunity for them to do that if they were, were to do like an ad version of disney plus merge them all in and kind of blame it all on like merge um personally i wouldn't like to see the sports at it because i view that 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 is a niche market that you pay it they pay a lot of money for that and that content I just, I just forever just remember, just Sky Sports. Just every time you added anything sports on, the price just flew up. And it's like, well, if you're not interested in sport, but I can see from Disney Plus Hotstar having some sport, and you know we're seeing it with Peacock and H and and uh, I think Paramount Plus is doing it as well. You know they are starting to incorporate sports into their bundles as well. I think everyone is now looking at it, going, look, you've got HBO, you've got Comcast, you've got Netflix, you've got Amazon. This multi-tiered approach is very different from anywhere else and i don't think hulu's hulu's got a lot of content but if you start pulling away that ever additional content it's going to start struggling but also you're going to end up with this thing of uh disney's plus is so strong but we've still got that problem in the us where it's still kind of the babysitting service it's definitely a babysitting service and it will continue to remain that way until there is more content for adults on it uh, mm -hmm. one way or another you can only rewatch you know mandalorian or loki or or wandavision so many times no matter how good they are yeah i mean just like looking at like the lineup because there's been like the television critics association press tour this week um we've seen stuff um fx we've also seen um got abc and national geographic coming up they did actually disney plus did have one last year though we don't know if they're going to take part again this year on this new one you know like fx you know they've got the last the why the last man you've got dope sick you've got 
um, the American Horror Stories. You've got new American Horror Story stuff coming. You've got so many of these bigger shows dropping in because they're dropping like 25, 30 shows a year. And then you get all the Hulu originals, like Only Murderers in the Building and all these kind of things. Of you know, There's so much stuff coming of like, who that's great for Hulu and having all that extra content. I think FX is really helping boost up Hulu with that extra content. But they're still kind of drifting in and out with the, t with the TV channel. And I don't know, it's just, you know, it was just very interesting seeing how sort of someone did put the question to Bob and the idea of him just turning around and said, yeah, it's not ideal. It was very much like, ooh, that, you're the top guy. And you're literally saying, yeah, we're, the way we do it is not the best way of doing it. And we're looking to maybe make some changes. That's a quite a big statement. Yeah, and I, I, I've been saying this since the very beginning of, of when they bundled it. it. It's not the right bundle is the real problem. Uh, the Hulu on it is the ad-supported version. I think most people would prefer to get uh, either go with the free version of Hulu and just deal with the ads or mm. pay and get rid of the ads. Not everyone wants ESPN as part of the bundle. Um, I know you and I can tend to be a bit dismissive of ESPN because we're not really sports ball people. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy my hockey, you enjoy your wrestling, and that really is about the extent of it. But you can't undersell that it is actually a you know a big draw for people. Mm. Sports is huge. Yeah, all I know people the keep but that, there was this like track and field thing going on last week and people kept going on about it. I don't know yeah, what it was, but <laughs> I, I don't, there was something going on in Tokyo. I, I don't yeah. know. Um, but but the bundle itself is is just not great. You know, yeah. you, you need options for Hulu with no ads. You need options for just Disney Plus and Hulu. You need options maybe for just Disney Plus and ESPN or even Hulu and ESPN. I think that one might exist. Yeah. But just this one catch-all package, which doesn't really seem to appeal to any given market, no. wasn't the way to do it. And also as well, I mean, the fact that you can get ESPN Plus in Hulu, you're like going, guys, yeah, you kind of want to put Disney Plus into, into the Hulu app Unless I just I don't know, just very strange why they're doing it like the way they are, because um I mean for example like Now TV over here which is was like the precursor to Peacock, you know they have a sports tier, a movie tier, and an entertainment tier and a kids tier. You know they got like different tiers within the app, so you pay for whatever you want within it. And like Hulu, you kind of be like you know it'd, it'd make more sense kind of having offering a bit like that. But I don't know, it just seems to me that they they got this legacy of Hulu and they're really stuck with they want it. And they want to go forward and they see it going forward and they're really pushing up the TV, but they know that this, you know, if they want to go up against Netflix and against HBO, they can't keep doing what they're doing. People need a much more simplistic way of looking at it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't really have much more yeah. on it than that. It, yeah. it, there need to be better options. They need to be better value options. Um, and also they might want to look at like add on options rather than as a pure bundle. Cause some of a, some of us have like the three-year plan for Disney mm. Plus. I know both of us, for obvious reasons, we we got the, the three-year yeah. plan. Uh, in which case, the bundle is completely pointless uh, yeah. for us at all. Because like, I'm going to buy the bundle to get Hulu and ESPN when I'm already paying three years of mm. Disney Plus up front. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> not going to do that. I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, I, I definitely feel like over the last... Because I've started getting access to a lot of the, the Hulu content through Star... You know, I do feel like, oh, there's some good stuff here. But again, it, there's, it even just down to like, you know, this thing of FX on Hulu. Why are we, why, they seem to be so strange with this concept of going, oh, we've got all these different brands and we want them to stand out, like FX on Hulu and Star on Disney Plus. And it's like, what, like, why is they so obsessed with like trying to keep the old branding and the new branding at the same time? And I don't know, just a very strange why not just make FX merge it in with Hulu and get rid of the branding? It just it it just seems a very strange way of them doing it. Of I, just moving, yeah. I do kind of get that one though, because FX does have uh, a brand association with quality. Um, mm. the, there have been a lot of very good FX shows over the years, and generally speaking, if you see that it's an FX show, you can have a little bit more faith in it. Plus, as an adult, you can presume that it's not going to, um, you know punch down a bit it yeah fx has generally been the place where you put the mature shows that mm. aren't going to hbo basically yeah and of course internationally fx isn't even a brand so that was the other issue right where it's yeah. like for me probably why for me i'm just looking at well it's an old fox brand why are you keeping it around it doesn't make any sense 
it would be it'd be similar for for them to start marketing stuff here in the states is it's sky ITV. on hulu and be like <laughs> yeah cool it's sky that's that british thing right yeah you know we wouldn't yeah. care and so yeah. you guys don't care that it's fx branding because fx means nothing to you yeah it no. it's but I do think that I think the bundle is definitely going to be something to watch. But as I said, things might not change for a while. They might just be the way they have to keep moving forward. And until then, unfortunately, America is getting the the, the lesser version of Disney Plus. It's probably one of the weaker ones. They did announce a load of international rollout to, for the next wave of Disney Plus. So in October, Japan is getting disney plus properly at the minute you've kind of got to go for a third party and they've not got all the content there so that'll be coming in november it's going to uh taiwan it's also going to hong kong and south korea and then they had to delay it but they delayed like eastern european and the uh, central european until summer of 2022 they're also then going to be moving into uh middle east and also the south africa the first step into those sections so looks like they're, they're revving up for that third wave of, you know, Africa and the Middle East is the next big wave. It's a shame for everybody in Eastern Europe. You know, we here in Europe got it, you know, last year. You know, we've had it, what, 15, 16 months. You know, why they're having to wait so much longer when we've already got it in some European countries. Um, it's also like the Philippines is complete in some other Asian countries still haven't got an announcement yet. Um, which is a shame, you know, and it's also really funny with Philippines. They had Disney life before everybody else. <laughs> it was just like, why? You know, they had the streaming service before everybody else. They shut that one down. Yeah, no, you're going to be one of the last ones. So it's, it's a shame that they're not getting it as well. But um, good for investors, you know, keeping that drip feeding, give them a nice big boost. Because they did announce the new update. They do this every three months. They give us an update. So as of the 3rd of July, they got 116 million subscribers worldwide. About 40% of them are in India. And that's just going to continue to grow. Massive, much higher than a lot of people were expected. I think a lot of people are like, oh, they've not added anyone. To over 10 million in three months. I mean, they did launch in India, in Thailand and Malaysia. And so they've they've had a couple of launches in that time. But that's still a big, big jump, and it's showing in with the record, with the numbers of how many people are tuning in for shows and stuff. You know, there are some really big numbers coming in for Disney Plus right now. So they they just really had a really good quarter. I mean, a lot of people were that's, the shareholders and stock markets are all looking at what they're doing with the streaming. They're not interested in cinemas <laughs> really at the minute, or the theme. You know, the theme parks are back, great, but it's they're all watching the streaming. Yeah, well, I mean, streaming is how most people have access to it now. Obviously, in the states, the theaters are are kind of opening up. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's all free guy this week. I've seen Jungle Cruise and Black Widow in the theaters, but throughout most of the world, uh, it would be absolutely insane to even try to open the theaters. I mean, it's insane to even try and open them here in America, but we are a little bit yes. Yeah. To begin, well, with. let's let's get onto that topic. So we had yeah. an update on Disney Plus Premier Access. So uh, Bob Chapek continue to say we're going to be looking at every single film case by case um he also expressed seemed to be a bit of regret with shang chi saying that we put up we you know i think what he said was along the lines i'm just going to bring this one up here because it's very interesting uh, his term uh, very much like yeah he's really kind of yeah so on shang chi we we think it's actually going to be an interesting experiment for us because it's only got a 45 day window for us so the prospect of being able to take a Marvel title to service after going theatrical for 45 days will be another data point to inform our actions going forward on our titles. Now, I want to make this very clear here. He says the word service. He doesn't say Disney Plus. He doesn't say digital. He doesn't say anything. Because I've seen a lot of articles and a lot of jumping of the gun of this Disney. And I'm like, he didn't say Disney. He said service. What's that? What You know, you can assume he means Disney Plus, or um, I have reached out to Disney for confirmation, but he doesn't actually say the word Disney Plus. He says to service. So that could be anything. It, you know, it could be digital, could be rentals, could be purchased. We don't know. Um, again, we were planning Shang-Chi. That was, um, when we planned Shang-Chi, that title was planned on being in a much more healthy theatrical environment. And at this point, unfortunately, due to distribution agreements, that we have done, and due to the, just the practicality, practical, yeah, whatever, of the last of the last minute changes, it just wouldn't be possible. So what he's pretty much saying there is, it was too late. 
It was too late to change the plan. They couldn't do anything about it. And also, more importantly, they made agreements with cinemas that they'd have 45 days exclusivity for Shang-Chi. Very, and his whole thing about planting, you know, he said also, you know, just planting a, a flag in the ground and going with it. They made this prediction back in just before May. Everything's going great. Everything's going to be awesome. Everything's going back to normal. And then we've all found out, no, it's not. It's not quite as simple as that. Um, and he's still very much along the lines of case by case basis. There's been a lot of speculation and a lot of talk about, you know, the lawsuit. And he, he did kind of mention very briefly, like, yeah, me and Bob have talked about it, and we've got deals with everyone. It's fine, you know. We and there's a lot of people going, oh, they haven't done this because he's trying to get the lawsuit. It's like they ain't doing this because of the lawsuit. It's the simple thing is they they made a deal and they've got to keep with it with the theaters, and that's ultimately what you know we've known this for a while premier access is not dead they literally they're going to get they are going to wait for free guy if free guy i mean i think they were talking maybe 23 to 25 million and that's theater only we'll find out obviously sunday on the details of that one if this and shang chi do not do well then you're gonna i think we'll have premier access then right through the winter and then if that continues on i think the trend is going to happen because i think I still think they're very much along the lines of going cinemas ain't going back to normal. You know, they, there's just this no movie is getting the numbers that they had pre pandemic. People aren't going back the same way. People are not, you know, there are, you know, restrictions. There's a lot of talk about mass mandates. I know in California and New York, they're bringing back in mass mandates to go to theaters. I myself, you know, I don't want to go this week. Hey, I don't want to go to see free guy because of, you know, there's gonna be a lot of unvaccinated kids in there. It's kids' holidays, so I don't want to go in with the kids' holidays. I can't afford to get pinged to be stuck at home for two weeks. You know, I got a, a weekend away. I want. I want. I'm just trying to stay away from everybody. I don't want to go in and risk that. From next week, our rules change so that as a person that's double vaccinated, I wouldn't have to isolate um, if I've just been in contact with somebody. It's only if you test. So the rules are changing here, which would allow me to be a little bit more flexible. Now, I am looking at Shang-Chi going, hmm, the kids are going back to school that week. That might be a good week to go in. I'll go while the kids are all at school when there's a little bit quieter, um, which I would normally do anyway. But there's no chance I want to go and sit in a theater, you know, like that at the minute. You know, that's the way I'm looking at it. And, yeah, I want to go see Free Guy. But literally the situation right now with everything going on is like, yeah, it's just, I'll just wait. If it was on Premier Access, I would have watched it today or yesterday. You know, and I think that's... That's the key thing. And they also did talk about Free Guy. It was interesting. Earlier in the week, the director was trying to put the spin on it that, you know, they want to see it in cinemas and it's, you know, and all this. And then Bob Chapek goes, yeah, no, it's due to contracts. <laughs> and there's always like, been articles of like, they can't do this. They have this. Why Free Guy is not on this premiere access ago? We've been doing this for 18 months for every Fox title that's come out. It's like, there's no difference to Free Guy than there's been for any other movie in the last like two years. Um, it's just the way that it is in the US until the HBO deal runs out next year. It's like, I was a little bit like, why are they all jumping on this? Like, they all forgot. <laughs> it was um, just like, I, yeah. I guarantee they didn't forget. It just makes for a good headline. Yeah. yeah. It was just, it was just, it was just, I thought, just really annoying going, why is Free Guy getting treated so? It's like, it's like, it's like the first cinema release in the last two years. And so therefore, everyone's just like, but yeah, I did find this whole thing with Premier Access. It ain't going anywhere, folks. They are waiting. I I, I bet Enchantico and uh, what's the other one? Oh, uh, Eternals will go Premier Access. I also suspect they can't do anything with West Side Story, but they could push it back if the numbers start flying up again in October, which is in September when all the kids start going back. Um, you know, they are watching this right now. You know, Australia's gone back down into lockdown. You know, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of expectations of while the vaccine is allowing it up for a lot of us, it's not quite going as they all thought. And I think we're gonna have a really bumpy winter. And then going forward, we're just used to watching at home. People like it. You know, you, you can't put the genie back in the bottle and go, Well, you all have to go. It's like, yeah, but I don't like it. There is this <laughs> is like, you know, it's not like we're all sat in like I remember when like video shops and all the rest of it and you know people going oh no you know this is going to kill like it's not going to kill cinema we we're watching on a 14 inch portable tv in the in, in my bedroom is not the same as watching on a 70 inch screen with a sound bar and <laughs> it's just not the same experience i i've definitely uh been pretty vocal about my thoughts on that yeah. and i'll talk a little bit about it with free guy but i promise i won't yeah. 
I won't go into another rant. I'm sure people, <laughs> people have heard my rants twice now, so we don't. don't right. Have so I'm just but. looking. Here. I think that actually is uh, all of our um, news. So we might as well we'll start with free guys since we're there anyway. So you went to see it. I haven't seen it, so we're going to keep it yep. spoiler free. Um, what did you think of it? So uh, first of all, before I actually talk about the movie itself, anecdotally, um, when I was going to buy tickets for this, uh, you know, my local theater changed. They let you pick your your seat so you can see in advance kind of how full the theaters are right i actually had a hard time finding uh a time slot that i was comfortable with because they had so many uh not full but fuller uh theaters and i was actually yeah. kind of like uh there's a lot of people at this one i don't want to do that one. Oh, that that one the seats i like are already gone so yeah. it actually had a hard time finding one obviously that's just one theater yeah. Uh, it, it's not a representation of what's going on across the country. But I was like, actually, Free Guy, Free Guy seems like it's doing pretty well in terms of drawing people, at least for the first weekend. Yeah. Um, I did find a, a, a time slot that I was happy with, fortunately. Um, I did enjoy this movie quite a bit. Uh, mm. It it was fun. It was stupid in a lot of ways. Ryan Reynolds was obviously having a lot of fun with it. Taika uh, plays the bad guy in this and he was obviously just having a great time with it his, his yeah. villain was over the top and funny and you love to hate him uh so that was great not as many action scenes as i was expecting actually although yeah. the ones they have are really well done uh there's a fun cameo this isn't a spoiler from channing tatum i, yeah. I did not see him on the uh the imdb sheet so that was kind of a surprise yeah. it, it's right at the beginning of the movie so uh i was looking at it, I was like is that channing tatum and it's like, wait, that is Channing Tatum. And sure, it's not. It wasn't the dude. <laughs> oh, the dude was hilarious. The uh, the dude was not Channing Tatum. Uh, the dude was great, though. Um, I won't spoil what that what the dude is. It, it's not um, the Big Lebowski for anyone wondering. Yeah. But do, there was yeah. another cameo. I won't spoil who that yeah. one was. And I was just like, that. That's a great cameo right there. Um, I will say though that the the main uh, male character in the real world, so not ryan yeah. reynolds uh the guy the played strange, by the stranger strange, things yeah, yeah. kid um nothing against the actor that character had nothing to do in this movie yeah. it, it really felt like they were just kind of like we need a love interest in the real world for the the, the lead female characters and that is literally your entire purpose which i guess is a nice little um reverse on the trope of the the woman being only there as the, yeah. the love interest but at the same time, i was like we didn't need this character get rid of him uh Still, a lot of fun. I don't know if I'd ever actively go out and see it again. Like, I, I, I don't think I'll yeah. be seeing it when it comes out on video. But if I'm, like, watching TV and it comes up, I'd watch it then. That said, uh, really enjoyable. Is it the movie you want to risk going to the theater for? Eh, maybe not. It's a popcorn action comedy. Enjoy it for what it is. I uh, don't need to rush out and see it. But... Watch it at some point, particularly if you like Reynolds' recent work, uh, you know, Hitman's Bodyguard, yeah. Deadpool, any of that stuff. It's in the same vein. Well, I mean, for me, I've been a big fan of Ryan Reynolds ever since he did the pizza, um, two pizza guys in a shop two or something. Guys in a pizza shop, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, uh, so I've been following, you know, Val, Van Wilder. I've been a big fan. So I know what I'm getting from this movie. I know exactly what I want. But I'm at a point if by the time, in a couple of weeks' time, I'll be like, well, I'll like, well, probably only going to wait a couple more weeks for either to rent it or it'll come to Disney Plus internationally anyway, because we don't have the problem that the Americans have with HBO. But it's it, for me, it's like it shouts out as that's a movie I'd like. I mean, that even if I would say even if this was Paramount or Universal, just the poster and everything would be like I'm in. Um, that it's it's being, it's funny. I was playing a bit of Fortnite last night because you can play as a dude, and I was trying to do some um, on my little pup. yeah, yep, yep. Yes. Um, so I was doing a, there's some missions in there. So you're playing in the game and you go to an ATM and Ryan Reynolds pops up and gives you a little video thing. So they've incorporated it. So I was I mean, I haven't played Fortnite for, for months, but it was like, oh, they put some free guy stuff in. I'll go and have a look. Um, but yeah, so it's definitely, it's definitely cool. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to hold out for it. Um, again, it's just due to circumstances. I was going to have to yeah. grab no, my it, It's... <laughs> It's a fun movie that knows exactly what it is. Uh, like one of my big complaints about uh, Ready Player One back in the day was back in the day it was only a few years ago, uh, was that it it took itself entirely too seriously. It it had this ridiculous plot, which is really just a vehicle for how many uh, pop culture references can we cram into a ninety minute movie? And then it it's like no, this is a very serious film about anti corporation, and, and it's like 
no, this is a ridiculously stupid movie. Whereas Free Guy is very much, we're going to stick you into Grand Theft Auto, and one of the NPCs is actually going to fight back and gain sentience, and yeah. we're just going to run with that, and it's great. I think as well, obviously, with us being video game fans, it makes it a lot easier because we, I don't know, like, like my dad and stuff, I don't know if he would like get the gist of this because he wouldn't be really as familiar with like what actually happens in a video game. I think he still thinks I'm playing Super Mario Brothers. Um, <laughs> so, he wouldn't, you know, you know, that's kind of the level of what it was and Pong kind of thing. So, I think he might be a little bit lost on this kind of movie. And I think my wife might probably be like, yeah, and no, it's not a movie for her either. It is better in that regards than Ready Player One. Like it, it, it really does not lean into the references all that much. There are a couple, especially right at the beginning. You're like, oh, that's that's from Halo, and and yeah, uh, there's like a Fortnite reference. There's a couple other ones, but for the most part, it's its own world, and you don't have to be familiar with Grand Theft Auto or Fortnite or yeah. you know any game made in the last twenty years to really get it. You you would just take it as this is a guy living in a fantasy world who doesn't realize it's a fantasy world, and then all of a sudden he does. And yeah and go from there so it really is accessible if you are not a gamer you can still just go in for it and enjoy ryan reynolds being wacky and some having some good gunfights and some good quippy one-liners plus he, he plays a very good naive character yeah. just like yeah everything's great i'm super happy he actually is very much like uh the lego movie yeah um, i was Chris Pratt in the lego movie yeah. uh everything's happy don't have a good day have a great day that kind of attitude yeah and and then just watching it disintegrate hilariously. Yeah. So now I, I am looking forward to it. Um, as I said, it was it had it been available, I would have watched it. And she's licking the microphone. But yeah. So there we go. So we're now let's talk about some of this week's um, new Disney Plus originals. So let's talk now about Marvel's What If. So the first episode dropped on Wednesday um, with Captain Carter. I've also seen um, two more episodes. One with. Um, like Nick Fury and the, getting the Avengers together and also another episode with Star-Lord, which I think will be next week's episode. Um, but what did you think of What's If? So I enjoyed it quite a bit. The animation was much more fluid than I was expecting it to be from the, from the original trailer, which was very janky. And then um, the story itself wasn't super fantastic. It was, it was literally just what if we did Captain America, the first Avenger with, Peggy Carter instead of Steve Rogers, um, and then shoehorning uh, kind of an Iron Man kind of deal into it, yeah. which is a little bit weird. But it, it was well done. Uh, the action sequences were good. The story was good, and I think it it was kind of smart for them to start with something that's only a little bit different from what yeah. what we know, and and let them do uh, much bigger changes, and it kind of ease us into that idea. No, it, it's it's what you know, but different. And then, then move on to the. Now you don't know anything about this, and it's very different, which is what I'm expecting from later episodes. Yeah, I'll be honest. The Star Lord episode very much is fresh. It's completely different. Um, it takes a few little scenes from um, like Guardians of the Galaxy, but really twists them. It's it. It felt like a, something fresh. The Avengers one with the Nick Fury one took loads of scenes from when he was putting together the team and very much changed them because of what happened in them. But it's that kind of thing of, they felt very much, whereas Captain Carter kind of felt like, like you said, like a, like a super speed run through Captain America first Avenger with then a really weird ending, which brought her into the future, which was well, very I different. Mean, it, I mean, it, it was supposed to be the, the parallel of, you know, Captain America waking up in the modern era and and yeah. being totally confused, whereas she seemed to handle it much better. And it, I think they handled it okay because it still had the Avengers like opening the Tesseract, yeah. but it was her popping out rather than finding her frozen body in the Arctic mm. or whatever. And also, she is actually going to be featured in. They pretty much said every season they've. I think they've fallen for that character, and that she's going to be featured a lot, or at least once, or at least once a season going forward. Which I'm not opposed to. I'm I'm not opposed to. Um, it, it's kind of almost giving us Captain Britain through the sideway. Kind of that's their way. You know, whether or not they do it in real life or something like that, that could be a way of doing it. But yeah, I just I thought I did find the animation. It took me a while to get used to. I wasn't so keen on it. Um, it as I got more used to it, I it stopped stopped being so jerk. I don't know what it was. When I was, it took me a while. I think by the time I got, because I, I watched three episodes in a run. By that point, I was in. In I kind of got um, used to the style, um, but yeah, it, I think because of 
like cl- uh, like bad batch and stuff kind of got used to that like style and this is so different to that yeah and i think it's a style that works really well in action sequences like you get a good uh Mm. smoothness and and kinetic feeling to the action sequences in this like peggy just beating up the nazis or the 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 hydra agents for a while was fun to watch it doesn't do as well in the talking sequences or the you know uh explaining what's going on sequences because you're much more aware of uh how they're animating it whereas with the the actions you can just go all right yeah uh enjoy the moment and also i mean getting getting the real actors and stuff in from the movies is great but it's not essential. And I do feel like this has really kind of opened it up for them to kind of, you know, if ever a character leaves or an actor doesn't want to do it anymore, they've kind of got a way of carrying on this, kind of a way of keeping it going. Um, you know, it's like literally, I just had a Lego set of the a future episode that I've just built before doing this just a bit of, while watching something. And it's like, you know, you can carry on with Tony Stark and you can carry on with Iron Man without actually having Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, or or any of them, really. I don't I don't think Chris Evans was playing Captain America there either, uh, but they they did get a surprising number of voices back. I mean, Sebastian Stan was playing uh, yeah uh, Bucky, and obviously they didn't get Tommy Lee Jones back, and they kind of wrote his character out. Uh, but uh, a lot of the voices were the originals. Uh, I think they even got Toby Jones in there to play uh, the scientist. He had like mm. two lines. Well, I think the thing is, especially with animation, is they're much more likely to be able to do it. You know, they can do it from home. You know, you know, good, good setup, and especially with the lockdowns and all the rest of it, of just like, you know, it's a lot easier for them to do it. You know, they can do this much easier, much cheaper. You know, the budgets for this is a much less, and I think it's more of a case of, I think it's more like, yeah, you like making all those movies, all that money on those movies. Yeah, well, if you just do a couple of lines for us, we'll just pay you a little bit. But it just keeps you in on little good books. <laughs> and then you got a load of other people. Yeah, I'll just do anything Marvel. It's just a lot of fun. And yeah, I just feel like that's definitely a cool thing with them. Yeah, and I am all in for more Haley Atwell content. She was great uh, as Peggy Carter through all the movies. Mm. Uh, the show, Agent Carter, was kind of a misstep, but that wasn't her fault. They, they didn't really know what they wanted to do well, with that, that show. Well, that's, that's like a new timeline now, and is it? It doesn't actually exist. So it's not... Even, they didn't... Yeah. It's a, it's kind of unclear where Agent Carter falls into things. If, well, I if think it falls into it at all. I think essentially anything other than One Division is no longer considered canon. But then, of course, this show What If is canon, but then they're in different timelines. It doesn't really apply anymore. So it's very but strange. It is strange, and they're going to kind of have to they're going to have to put an official thing onto it at some point. Um, at least this came after Loki, where it, where they they yeah properly introduced like the multiverse and like nope these are these are the fracture points and these are you know your your nexus events Mm. and at least with that having seen loki you can now go into go and what if and go okay this is the nexus event peggy carter stayed in the room when steve was getting uh the injection rather than going to the observation gallery now how that changed how the guy ended up like blowing up the bomb before uh the injection well, happened, it, it, wasn't really clear but yeah i mean i think that how i mean i've i've always loved the comic books of this series it's always been one i loved i love the fact of being able to walk in with the, into a comic book store with my mate he would be you know he'd be buying comic book out he'd be buying like five or six a week week whereas i would be like uh i don't buy them like that so i always like the what if because i could pick one up and it didn't make any difference if I and I've always liked that book. So it's, this is kind of one of those ones of me like, oh yeah, this is actually a comic book that I have um, got a little, I've got history with, and I would say I've got history with for twenty five years of every time I would walk into a comic book store, I'd end up walking out with one is because I might not go in them very often, especially now because there's hardly any of them around. But you know, it, um, I mean, I flick flick on them much easier when I'm what you know if I bring out the what the marvel unlimited app it's like, oh, if i see a new what what if it's like, oh yeah it's cool because i know i'm going to be invested in that time the same you know i always view them and you kind of reach the end and go, oh if it was rubbish it was rubbish but you know it doesn't have any impact moving forward and so i'm yeah i'm definitely in on this what if i'm i'm and i it's gonna this one's gonna be around for a while i think this one they've cracked i mean the amount of merchandise they've got for this you know if when they start making hot toys out of stuff like this then you know that they've they realize they're onto a winner with this one. When you get multiple Lego sets, you know yeah. you're doing pretty Lego well. And I have got. I've been trying to get the Hydra Stomper um, Lego set, and it just didn't arrive. Um, 
and so I've got the Hydra Stomper pop vinyl. Um, I do really like that the, the um, I, and there's, there's so much on Yeah, no, 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 don't get too much caught up on these ones because there's going to be another batch of episodes of stuff coming later down the line. But it's nice to see them stuff out in shops before rather than like with the, the bad batch and stuff where they're all out months afterwards. But yeah, I really enjoyed What If. I thought it was a really good show. It's also nice to not really have to worry about spoilers so much as well. I mean, obviously we don't want to spoil the end of the show more often than not. We want to let you guys experience it as you can. But, uh, you know, if something gets spoiled, it's not that big a deal because it's it not yeah. it, it, it's not some earth-shattering Thanos snap at the end of Infinity yeah. War where it's like this changes everything. No, this is like it, this literally changes nothing. Yeah. This is just there, a there's, story. There, there's definitely something fun coming up in the next episode with Thanos. I'm sure I'm going to say, but there. So there we go. So that is what if. Um, again, this one's definitely going to be one that we'll be talking about moving forward. We also had the finale of Star Wars: The Bad Batch. What did you think of that one? So from the, this is my common refrain from a production perspective, it looks fantastic. Like this was a beautiful episode. They, they did a really good job of setting, uh, setting the tone. The music was really, really good. And then the story itself was better than the average bad batch episode, yeah. but it's still not great. Yeah. If for me, I enjoy, I did enjoy this like two part finale. I thought that worked well. I like that they cleared up the whole idea of what's happening with Camino and why we don't never see it ever again. You know, I think that was actually quite a good idea for them to, you know, because, you know, it was such a big part of the Clone Wars and Bad Batch. And, and then after this Bad Batch, we never saw it ever again. Well, now we know why. I mean, they also made it up. But I'm, I do like how they've kind of, you know, putting these lines in because, you know, the first three movies just went off and put on them on every single other planet on the, you know, rather than using the planets we already knew and you know, set everything on these different places and then never went back to them. And like, and then they're doing the same thing with the, the, the new trilogy where they went off to all different new planets. And um, that's definitely a thing moving forward with it all. And I thought it was solid. I thought it was, you know, and I like the fact that like Crosshair kind of being involved in it and kind of being, you know, brother and sister and stuff. I did think that worked well, but I wasn't blown away with it, but then I've been blown away with the whole series. Yeah. Now the only thing with Crosshair that's bothering me is, you know, they, they've they very specifically are like, no, I had the chip removed. I'm not being influenced by the Empire. I this is my choice. But they had that whole thing in like one of the early episodes, two or three, where it's like they're they're doing like shock therapy mm -hmm. and amp up the power to the to the inhibitor chip, and like, yeah. so it wasn't doing squat to him because he didn't have the chip, but they made a yeah. whole plot I, and i might need to rewatch that to figure unless out he what's going on unless there. he thinks he doesn't have it yeah i don't, I yeah, don't know be, yeah yeah oh, like that's, you said, i mean that's know. a possibility he he could think that he's had it removed but he still actually does have it i yeah. don't know well he must be able to um there must be some control there cuz he has shown you know like shooting the shooting the empire and helping them you know he didn't just flat out just shoot them and escape himself cuz he could yeah, have done. so that there's questions there around Crosshair, and that's probably the most interesting uh, story at the moment is figuring out what Crosshair's deal is, and that's hopefully something they lean into in season two. Yeah, it's it's a, it was fun. You know, we know we've got a second season coming, and then generally with these shows, they start ramping up once we get. You know, they've got a lot of this stuff out of the way. Um, I still feel like this was literally like we have Hunter, Crosshair, Omega, and you know, then we got the big the big guy. And Wrecker, and Echo. then we've got the other, and then we, and then we got yeah. Echo and Tech, who just Echo and Tech could get killed off, and I don't think anyone would have noticed. Which is which is a big problem because Echo was a big character before Bad Batch. He was uh, one of the key characters of Clone Wars. Now, granted, he wasn't in every episode; he only showed up here and there. But that entire squad that he was part of, a you know, is a running theme throughout the entire yeah. series, and people got quite attached to those characters, um, and. He's literally just like, oh yeah, that that's that's the guy from Clone Wars, isn't it? And, yeah, yeah. And I, I felt like I was continually being reminded of that. Now to go off on a completely different tangent, both of us um, have done diving before, so scuba diving. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of that ending? Because I was like, uh, you literally did a rapid ascent from what two kilometers down in a pressurized I, air tube. The only thing like, you've oh, got to remember God. is just before that they had a massive. Underwater dinosaur trying to eat them. 
So I think, and they're all clones living with great big monsters. So I think the concept of scuba diving rules to go right out the window. I mean, the fact that, yeah, she, the fact that she rest, she rescued, she risked everything to rescue a robot. Um, yeah, I, I, the, the whole kind of thing at that point, I'm going, oh, what? It's like, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it would might have been a bit better if they were in a pod or something and just kind of got out that way. But yeah, it's like you say, I, we all know. Was, maybe the water density on that planet is different, you know. <laughs> I, I would hope so because I was looking at the screen again, like you guys just got the bends really bad. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, it's Star Wars. You are allowed to yeah. take some some liberties. To, like, yeah, yeah, that's not great. <laughs> yes, yeah, but it is it is that kind of funny thing of like like. There's the whole thing you're like running across it and the glass is breaking and the monsters are going, okay, so we're doing the Meg now, are we? <laughs> and, and the monster, of course, decides to attach the uh, attack the reinforced part of the the connector port rather than yeah. literally any part, other part which is made out of glass and it probably could just yeah. break through uh, by swimming hard, let alone biting yeah. it. Yeah, so it, I I wouldn't say I was blown away with it. We're at a point now, now. Well, we've pretty much run to the end of the Friday episodes for new shows. Mm -hmm. I think we've got Love Victor maybe next week. But we're, we're, we're done. I mean, after this point onwards, we're moving straight into Wednesdays being the new TV show episodes. Um, and then Fridays is becoming like shorts and movies. So we're seeing a bit of a, a shift there. Um, but it's, it is a bit funny with it all. Um, we also watched a new episode of Love Victor. Um, this one was more of, again, a bit more of the, him kind of being more happy being gay and just kind of, you know, helping an, a friend out. Obviously, they start sort of bonding a bit, but also, you know, you get to see him being open and free and like without without Benji. And I thought that was quite good. I thought it was a really solid episode. I enjoyed like the mum kind of being quite supportive with it all. Um, it's just it was just a nice solid episode. I think obviously we're leading into next week. I mean, we didn't see anything of of the other characters. So all the side characters all got completely left out of this episode. They they weren't. They didn't even get. You know, none of them were even in it. Yeah, but it was important for them to to have Victor processing a potential breakup. I mean, yeah, this is his first real breakup. Yeah, he had the girlfriend in in season one, and that kind count. of imploded. But that she was. Well, she wasn't cool with it, but she at least acted cool with it. But he wasn't—he wasn't really into her. That was the thing. He did. Yeah, he, so it, he didn't have that emotional bond that, that he obviously had with Benji, and uh, so it was important for them to focus on him processing those emotions for the first time. And I am very glad that he spent this entire day with Raheem, and they had a will they, won't they mo moment towards the end. And I'm very glad that they they didn't, um, yeah. for their sake. Because uh, it would have very much been a rebound moment and completely yeah. screwed up their friendship down the road. So glad they didn't do that. Uh, the rest of the the episode was like, mm. okay, we're just gonna fudge it a little bit, and they managed to get into a bar despite obviously being high schoolers. Uh, but well, let's yeah. be honest, they're U.S. high schoolers where they look forty. That is that they're, is yes, that is the issue. They're, they're U.S. high schoolers in a television show, so of course they, yeah, they are for Yeah, they're they're all already like in the the you know at least in their thirties and in, in any because you do look at them sometimes going really, they think that that is all. It's like I know my high school, none of us look like that. <laughs> I've blocked most of my high school out, <laughs> but yeah, so it, that's definitely um again a, a great show. Really enjoying it. I'm definitely pick, um it's going to be interesting um when. Diary of a Future President season two comes out next Wednesday. We're getting the host season. Um, there's some elements of that in there which kind of, you know, was a bit like a Love Victor light. Um, that's all I can say because I can't talk about it properly yet. But um, yeah, we'll talk about that one in, in two weeks' time. So that um, is going to be something that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I mean, they were setting up some yeah. Love Victor esque plots in yeah. season one, so yeah. that's not yeah. not exactly a spoiler no. that they would continue no. doing that. Um, yeah. Just to set expectations, since they are dropping the entire season, I know you've had a chance to see the whole thing, but um, even if I was like super interested in Diary of a Future President, there's no way I'd be able to watch the entire season b between Wednesday and Friday, uh, or no. Wednesday and Saturday <laughs> for the for the uh, for this. So we'll probably. Uh, hit like the first handful episodes. Well, we won't, 
yeah well luck actually next week we're actually got a special episode oh, where, where right. me and mo talk about the six month kind of anniversary of star it's we've we have already recorded it so it's all ready to go next week because I'm, I'm i'm away for the weekend so yeah we'll I, be back yes, so, yeah. so you've actually got a week and a half to watch all 10 episodes <laughs> no, like, I, I think I'm, I'm still gonna aim for three and three might be optimistic based on yeah. what i remember from the first season yeah um uh, so yeah so we'll talk about that one there um also this past week i did watch the first two episodes of season 11 of the walking dead now you might be thinking uh what eh? here in the uk and in i think it's um Austin, uh the netherlands and italy and a few other countries season 11 is actually going to be a disney plus star exclusive there's a star original but a star exclusive we're gonna be getting new episodes every monday for this 11th season and there'll be three batches of eight episodes dropping weekly the first one is dropping on monday the 23rd that's the first episode and then we're going to get them afterwards so i've seen the first two episodes um i have been on a complete binge of the walking dead this year when they announced it was coming to disney plus i started on amazon by the time it launched on disney plus beginning of last year i think i was on the season three or four i have since then managed to binge my way right through to season 10 <laughs> so i have i have put in i think i worked out about like 150 i think i'm up like 140 150 episodes i've plowed through over the last four or five months so i've been some days doing five or six episodes um a week i uh, sorry a day so I've, I've been loving it i have completely fallen for this show i've been and so there's kind of this weird figure yeah i get to talk about this new episodes every week now um very different show to anything else that's on there. Loving it. I'm loving the whole zombie vibe. I've never really been into this stuff before, but it's something with this show has just clicked. I'm just just enjoying it. Um, and I think because I've I haven't had like obviously ten years of build up to it. I've literally just fallen for it this this year, and then like you know, so I haven't had that big long wait in between like everybody else between like seasons ten and eleven. I'm like mine was like a day, <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't such a big thing. But I have the, the benefit of binging where you can do that. Um, so I've just, I, you know, I said, let's watch these two episodes, love them. This is a great kind of thing to move forward for us here in the UK. You know, uh, there's a lot, you know, it's all over the radio. It's, you know, they, they are promoting it heavily. It's a big show um, primarily over here that has been like used as a way of getting people in on Disney plus. Um, so it's going to be a lot of, a lot of talk about it, but you know, we're also going to be getting American horror story and you know, a whole load of different shows and stuff. So we're, we're kind of in that lull. You know, I was like the other night, I turned on, t my wife said, I'm going to put something on TV. And I'm like, well, normal TV's got nothing on. There's, everybody's like, ran out, you know, they're all like, it's the middle of the summer. We're not putting anything new on. In three weeks time, they'll all start, all the new seasons, all the new shows will start. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm look, really looking forward to this one to see how all this goes. But yeah, if you're a Walking Dead fan and you're in the UK, you're going to need Disney Plus. <laughs> so that's definitely a thing. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if we did have any other ones. Uh, yeah, I think that was it. Wasn't it? Did you watch anything else? Um, I caught the the Chip and Dale episodes. Um, nothing really special to say about them. I'm enjoying the series, uh, but same thing. Three episodes at a time really is the limit for me. Uh, mm. Unlike The Walking Dead, I don't think I could binge five <laughs> or six or ten episodes of this a day, even at seven minutes an episode. Now, granted, I can't even binge the walking dead to begin with so yeah uh stretch i also watched the uh the goofy stay at home oh shorts. yes those, yes uh, those were a lot of fun it was I, good to see classic goofy yeah, yeah i i kind of the only complaint a lot of people had was they were too short yeah, very um short. and also there was a little bit of a feedback in the of the group going, what are they doing it on on you know the pandemic it's like well because it was they were all stuck like animators were stuck at home when they did a little you know they did something it would have been nice to kind of had maybe just like maybe one short about it and a bit like five six minutes like the original ones but i like the animation i i thought it was great it's a lot of fun I, it was just fun um i did i, I did think they were a fun little thing but that was about it you know you would watch these once and you never go back i could see them being added to the rotation of videos that you see at the parks uh, particularly in like the cafeterias or on the mm. the mat uh, well i guess the magic express is gone now but yeah. the 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 various places where you would see little videos like this and and just kind of insert them in between other shorts because a lot of those places like you go to the all-star resorts uh you yeah. go to the cafeteria they've got the 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 monitors up and they're showing um, we 
we used to have the t- that, that channel in the morning when we were getting ready to go to the park. Mm-hmm. So it was just yeah, exactly. the short. My wife loved it. That was a part of part of us being on site. Was what it's like. I mean, why do we we were here? We just watched. It's because well, it's, it gets me in the mood to go to the park. <laughs> I can understand that. It's kind of like pre gaming the parks, and yeah. I could see them inserting these little shorts in between as like the you know the divider between two episodes or whatever. And it's just here's Goofy showing you how to put on a mask to go and get your mail. You know. Yeah, I, yeah, it, they were good ones. Um, I'm trying to think that was it. Again, we've, there's been a lot of content this week, and I've been watching a few things that we'll be um, talking about in the coming weeks ahead. Um, but yeah, just just a overall, just nice, nice bit of mix, nice mix up of different content, which is what is always great. And on that, there again, thank you very much. Next week, I said we're going to have a podcast episode where me and uh, Mo talk about the big difference that um, Star has had six months on, what we think's worked well, what we think hasn't, some of our favorite Star originals, some of our least favorite ones, talking about the future of Star and what it all means stuff. But it was just, we've, we thought, well, it'd be just nice to kind of have a full deep discussion like six months on about how much, it's just like, we um, it's a bit of a spoiler, we both have pretty much said, Star changed our Disney Plus experience just overnight it just has completely changed it so you'll want to check that one out I'm doing a live q a tomorrow um on youtube where i'll be answering questions of youtube channel members and patrons so if you are a member i'm um, go and check out the posts about the questions there won't be one next week so i won't be able to do one and yeah then there'll be new videos and stuff again as right through next week and on that note guys thank you very much for joining us we shall see you guys soon laters later